Yo, it's Mr. Kaz. You down for the cause or nah? Here to sweep you off your feet and give you my what it needs. How's everybody doing? Hopefully well. I got some information on Test Iowa and Ashton Kutcher, so this will be the second installment. Also connected with my first video on this same topic. I found some more information, guys. Alright, now, let's start with this. Originally, in the, in the last video, I'll sum up best I can, but originally in the last video, I was basically detailing on how Ashton Kutcher was basically, he reached out to Kim Reynolds, who is the mayor of Iowa, and gave her the contacts needed in order to get more funding for COVID-19 testing, right? Now, I got a couple of things I'm about to, about to say in your ear, and I want you to listen closely. And I want you to, to see how this all adds up. And I want y'all to really verify if this is something that would more than likely happen, okay? If things weren't fishy, all right? So we're going we're gonna to get right into it right now, all right? Okay, now, when it was first published that Kim Reynolds got you know, from Ashton Kutcher, the contact needed in order to get more funding. Des Moines, Iowa, okay, by Caroline Cummings, all right, this was in April 24th on a Friday, okay, this year, all right, April 24th, when this was published, and I've been looking at a few more documents and publishing some things of this nature, and it seems to all say this particular thing to begin with. And it's this Governor Kim Reynolds, excuse me, it's Governor, not the mayor, by the way. Kim Reynolds is our governor, not the mayor. Um, governor Kim Reynolds says actor and Iowa native Ashton Kutcher first connected her to the private, underline, private companies that are behind Iowa's new program to expand coronavirus testing, all right? Private. All right, now, why the hell is that important? We're going to break that down. Now, through digging, I found out one of those private companies, all right? It's called Nomi, all right? N-O-M-I. And it's ran by a man named Mark Newman, all right? He's basically the co-founder and chief executive officer, all right, of Nomi Health, all right? Now, I'm going to explain this man's background a little bit, and this is directly off their site, uh, Nomi Health site. So, uh, when you look at the leadership um, tab at the bottom, when you go to the site and you press on it, you'll see exactly what I'm saying, but basically to continue. Mark Newman, co-founder and chief executive officer, is the co-founder and CEO of Nomi Health. Newman and his team are working to solve the employee health care crisis by removing the waste embedded in traditional processing and cutting health care spending costs by 30 percent. Previously, he founded and built HireVue, the world's largest provider of AI-driven talent assessment and video interviewing solutions. 
which sold to the Carlisle Group in the category's largest sale to date. We're going to stop right there. All right. Now, if the two capital letters stood out out of it, all that, that's what we're looking at. The word AI. All right. Now, if you understand what's been going on with the aspect of the virus itself, when they're saying that China is the one that introduced it, but it was not from animals, that it was actually man-made, this of this nature. And not only that, they've also tapped a majority of our mainstream media outlets, which would include TikTok and a few others, and have been using those for AI um, purposes, basically to assess us and also pull information from the country, all right? So basically, in other words, we've been infiltrated by AI, okay? This has been factually understood on top of the fact that China purport, uh, purportedly put this virus together. Now, we going right there. If you understand that. He previously founded and built HireVue, the world's largest provider of AI-driven talent assessment and video interviewing solutions. Okay. Now, considering the aspect of how sh literally etch and sketch our AI community is right now when it comes to all of our technology, the connections that we have, a lot of it has been tapped. A lot of it has been um, put into a state of jeopardy. So when we consider this, just, just keep it in mind, all right? So first off, first off, why is Nomi Health, underlying the word health, ran by a man who created the world's largest provider of AI-driven talent assessment and video interviewing technology? It just, just literally at face value, you can already tell. What, what, is, what is that? Okay. Well, what is going on? On top of that, Mark Newman also is an avid investor of private companies. Now, considering that, with his core of work not being anything on a medical field, how is Newman and his team working to solve employee health care crisis by removing the waste embedded in traditional processing and cutting health care spending costs by 30%? Unless it's a, that one, you know, one of the companies that he's obviously invested in that is actually doing it. Okay, Mark Newman is directly has nothing to do with healthcare. He is an AI whiz. Most of his work and most of his major accomplishments are in the field of technology. So considering that, why is he the head of a healthcare organization that is directly funding? Not only Iowa, but Utah included. We're going we gonna to continue with that. But why is he in the head of control over a company that has nothing to do with his core work? Unless his core work is being inter-exchanged with another private company that he's investing in. And that private company is giving him the ability to be in this position. But then we got to ask again. Who are these private companies? You see what I mean? Who runs them? 
because purportedly he has a team and he is honestly an avid investor of private companies and he does a lot of middle ground trade with companies. So when we're talking about even the Carlisle group, he sold that to them, okay? Think about that. He sold that process to another private company. So his AI talent assessment and video interviewing solution technology, he gave that out to another private company. I want you to keep up with this, all right? All right, continuing on. Newman is an active advisor in startups across enterprise software, human resources, and healthcare. He is currently an investor in and a board member of next-gen talent management company, Mighty, customer-driven commerce experience company, Wooly, and employee engagement company, Nectar HR. Newman has contributed to Fast Company, Inc. and Fortune and was recognized as a member of LinkedIn's Next Wave Leaders. His commentary has appeared in the likes of Fortune, Reuters, and Wall Street Journal, and many others. He's earned a master's degree in finance from the University of Utah. Hmm, let's just stop real quick. Hmm. Hmm. He earned his master's degree in finance from the University of Utah. Hmm. This is going to matter a little bit in the aspect of just connecting dots. But for the sake of continuing, we're going to hit it. He also has a bachelor's degree in international business from Westminster College. Hmm. Hmm. So here we gonna okay here okay look follow me. Considering this is an example, we just had Hunter Biden's laptop get taken due to the suspicions of him using his family name. On top of using his family name, making companies that are funded by the family name to do international deals of all kinds of companies. Okay? To all kinds of companies. Alright? Now, I want you to think of this. Considering Mark Newman is literally, basically in the same field, when you consider this man has... The education to do exactly what Hunter Biden's laptop got taken for in the first place. Not only does he have a finance degree, he has an international business degree. It's going to make sense in a minute when we add this up. Because I want y'all to realize this one here. There's from the New Yorker, all right? This was a while ago. And this is before we got our test kits over here in Iowa, okay? Before Kim Reynolds heard from Ashton Kutcher and things of this nature, I want you to realize that there are some things already happening behind the scenes in the aspect of people being suspicious of Nomi. Nomi Health, 
the tech group that is involved with them. And we got one particular individual who actually had a problem with that. Now, this document, like I said, is from the New Yorker. This came out, let me get direct dates and direct names of publishers for you. Because this is a long document, all right? Okay, by Robert P. Barrett. And this was published June 13, 2020. All right? Now, I want to hit you with this. Because this shit is, is ridiculous. When you add up everything. Because to, to sum up a particular part of the document that I'm not going to read, what y'all need to understand is that just like Test Iowa, Test Utah is a thing. Okay, so what you got to understand is that Test Utah are basically doing exactly what we're doing now, but they've been doing that. All right, so us having drive-in test uh, test windows, you know what I'm saying, like where you could drive into a, a literal drive through the medical center and they'll give you the coronavirus test from the seat of your damn car, all right, and shit like this, all right. That process and that practice, as well as a lot of other what quote-unquote solutions that were made to deal with that, um, were from Tess Utah, all right, so Tess Utah cultivated was the was the cultivating grounds for finding out how to better facilitate the circulation of COVID-19 test kits, all right, so Tess Utah was the first, uh, first spot in our area, you know, to really be like, okay, how about we make a drive-through window where we can give you the test out? But the one catch is you got to take the test online. Um, to You got to take an assessment test online to see if you qualify to even come and get the test. Because if you don't pass the assessment test, you probably got to quarantine directly where you are. All right. So to get this in the point, <laughs> this is crazy. All right. This, this is crazy, man. Why? Okay, watch this, man. Because... Okay. Newman had boasted of creating an open source system around the supply chain, the swabs, the transfer kits, the extractive regin, the test kits, the labs, and the machines to run it. Behind the scenes, however, not everything was running as smoothly as he suggested. According to Atkinson Dunn at the state lab, the initiative ran headlong into the same shortages every other lab in the country was facing. They needed swabs, she said. They found a local distributor here in Utah who said he could get product out of China. Run it. Keep up with me. Because this is literally what I mean. There's two things I'm going to say real quick. First off, Mark Newman got his first degree from Utah. Okay. On top of that. On top of that. He directly, in Utah, has an individual who could purportedly get product directly. 
for labs, including swabs, test kits, all that, right? Follow this, okay? After about a week or so, their shipments were not coming in from China. And so Test Utah had to come to us and said, hey, we're out of stuff. We're going to be out of commission. Can you help us out? Nomi confirmed that it borrowed swabs while we waited on one of our orders during the start of the pandemic. Early on, the executives running Test Utah had also been unaware that the RNA extraction kits and regents that were necessary to prepare specimens to be analyzed, which were in short supply across the country, were not included with the co-diagnostic test. At one point, Newman acknowledged that they totally didn't anticipate the need to acquire those components. Unable to secure a reliable supply of extraction kits, Test Utah eventually purchased a relatively unknown extraction machine called an lower... Okay, I'm going to spell this because this is OctoPure, but I'm going to spell this if you want to write it down. So lowercase o, capital K, lowercase t, lowercase o, and lowercase p, lowercase u, lowercase r, and a lowercase e, all right? Check it. The instrument, one member of the group said, would allow us to do up to 8,000 tests a day. We would be considered the highest throughout private infections disease labs in the country. Josh Walker, the COO of NOMI, told me that this was a prime example of the initiative's open source approach. Part of the value that we as a group brought to the table, he said, is having a deep healthcare expertise, but also this cross-pollinated team. So this is what I'm saying. In other words, not only did they want to collect a bunch of individuals who could do medical work, a.k.a. know how to work with vials, mixing product, getting things of this nature for the test and knowing how to manage them. They also wanted someone who could run this damn machine, okay, that nobody apparently knows how to fucking run over there, all right? What they were told, though, is that the instrument would allow up to around 8,000 tests a day, though, all right? So that's, that's like, it's like that last-ditch type effort for it, okay? And this is literal Nomi doing this. I in in conjunction with Test Utah, which Test Utah is completely funded, definitely in part by Nomi, if not completely ran by Nomi, and other private companies. That's why I'll say by Nomi, in question marks, not question mark, question marks, <laughs> because there's plenty of companies that are involved with this that's making this cross pollinated team of a bunch of individuals who got different areas of expertise in the areas of medical, in the medical field, and in the technological field. All right? Hence, this is actually answering the question to an extent of why Mark Newman would be ahead of Nomi. Okay? Because it had less to do with the health aspect of making vaccines and things of this nature. Okay? It had more to do with the fact that they did not know how to control the machine they was dealing with. They didn't know what to do with it. They no one's used it before. So I want you to realize how much disarray that could put a team in that's trying to make 
efficient samples and things of this nature, if you call it that. The machine they was making it with, you know, they ain't even really understand it they damn self. Alright? But they knew it'd be, if they used it, you know, they'd be amongst the highest in private infectious disease labs in the country. Alright? So this, this is literal, this is a money scheme. In other words, every single test done is cash, cash, cash for the Nomi team. And for test, I would keep doing their thing because we working in conjunction with Test Utah, which is where that test came from. The whole concept of the process of Test Iowa came from that process over in Utah. So when you think about it in the aspect of the clarity of it, it's all there. But we going to get even more wild because Atkinson Dunn, she didn't don't trust them. Just as much as when you're looking at all the details, things don't add up. She was one of the first to say that. She was one of the first to go and really try to verify the validity of not only Tesh Utah, but the Nomi Health uh, Organization altogether. Okay, she was one of the main ones that actually was like, something's fishy. Okay, so follow me. Atkinson Dunn told me, and this, and when I, when you hear me say me in this article, that is genuinely me referring to the guy who made the article, all right? Because he is speaking from personal experience due to the fact of him directly talking to most of these people who are presently named and mentioned in this here article. All right, so that is not me as the reader. I'm just going over it with you guys, so follow me. Atkinson Dunn told me that she and other members of the testing task force were also concerned about the laboratory the group had chosen to process the test at Tim Bonogos, Tim Panogos Regional Hospital in Orem, Utah. After the program launched, Atkinson Dunn and another state official went for a visit. There was no play card on the door to the room where the RNA extraction was being performed and the floor was gridded with glue lines where tiles had been pulled up. We went inside the room that looked like a storage closet, she told me. They had an old rickety desk that looked like it was from the 1970s with the octopure sitting on top of it. Alright? So, literally, they out here trying to make these tests in a damn dungeon, basically. <laughs> like, dead ass. The very and when I say that dungeon this is what I mean. They literally brought that Octo Pure machine down there to that basement or whatever the area was, where there is literally everything's in disarray as far as the actual environment of the building. Tiles are up. You got fucking rickety furniture. You got things of this nature. You got the Octo Pure sitting on top of what it seems to be a 1970s desk. And shit like this. There's no labels for the rooms that say they're actually doing RNA testing or doing anything of that. It's it's fishy. It's fishy. Because if you as an actual official and actually was on a good note trying to go there and be like, you know, I wonder how they going. You know, how's it going and things of that nature. And you go there to check. And the first thing you see when you go up in there is that there are no labels verifying where the hell 
testing is actually taking place. But then the very group that's in here is in charge of our testing in Iowa. Think about it. They ain't even giving a goddamn over there in Orem, Utah. But why? You would think some of such high degree of like not only interest but like danger and things of this nature when you're talking the the virus and making a vaccine and how much haste you know mentally you're trying to work yourself through that you would think that people in that field especially the medical field that's working for that damn group over there with that damn octopier machine will want to be at least in allegedly equipped and if you know you're doing public tests and making vaccines from this hospital over in Tampanogos Regional Hospital, why is none of the damn doors labeled? Why is nothing labeled? What private companies allowed you in here? Think about it. What, what, what allowed y'all in here? Y'all don't even got the ability it seems to even manage the damn area you are occupying as medical fucking practitioners. So either we got a bunch of amateurs on our hands or we got a bunch of motherfuckers that know what they doing and just don't want you to know when you walk in that motherfucker. Ain't no RNA extraction points. What where where they at? Okay. Alright. A conference room nearby had been converted into auxiliary lab space with a polymerous chain reaction machine and laminar flow boxing lining the walls around a large conference table. Atkinson Dunn said that she was struck not only by the carpet on the floor, carpet in a lab is not recommended. Alright, and if y'all really don't know, there's a standard procedure on how you build a lab. Okay, even if you fresh... If it's an emergency and y'all got to go and make a room into a fucking lab, there's certain parameters that you have to go by before you bring uh, medical equipment into that room and area. You, you could literally, there's a majority of things that could take place. All right, with things like carpet in a room that may not seem important, but when you mixing things chemically and then like, put things in vials and stuff and things of this nature, do you not know how much dust gets kicked up in the air when you just walking on carpet? Think about it. It may not seem like it fucking matter, but then when you think about the fact that that's what's getting either injected into your ass or intended to be getting injected to your ass, then you start realizing, okay, hmm, if they don't give a damn... What what says they know what they even putting into this shit, man? Like let's let's get it, let's keep it real. Let's just keep it real. Alright. Also by the fact that the lab was using glad press and seal to close up its specimens. I said to them, have you done a test to make sure whatever might be on that press and seal is not interfering with your test? And they said, well, how could COVID get on the press and seal? A spokesperson for the Mountain Star Healthcare 
which operates for Timpanogo, said that while the COVID-19 lab space certainly does not look like that of our standard lab operations, it meets all requirements. So this is where I'm going to hit it right now because that, that might be another company that is privately funding Nomi. Because if they had the ability to go there and verify if that actual lab space was secure enough to hold standard lab operations when it literally was not, who the fuck is who, who Who are they? You just just look at it for what it is. We're going to keep it moving. Because, mo- all right, this is most important because this is all taking place in Utah, right? Now, this all took place around the same time that Kim Reynolds started getting that quote-unquote nudge from Ashton Kutcher to look over there and get funding, okay, for other tests. So... What the hell was going on between this point and before Kim Reynolds got informed? Because how the hell Ashton Kutcher know about this when the only thing that a motherfucker know about this group up to this point is that they're more than likely not holding efficient lab operations, doing efficient shit. So when you think about that, other than the fact that Mark Newman done got stocks in damn near all areas of fucking, you know, commerce. When you think about that, is Ashton Kutcher possibly involved with stocks as well when we consider with Mark Newman? Because shared stock holding is a thing. Clearly. And this wouldn't be the first time that Mark Newman said he did that. That he does do shared stock holding. With other companies. And knowing that not only that. But Ashton Kutcher has a company that is fully operating out. Of his own consent. Why would I give you. That's like me. Alright. Let's keep it on it. If you was looking for the best PB&J shop in, in town. I know there's one shop over here. That they 100% always do their thing, right? But one thing that's fishy is it's never clean in that motherfucker. Alright? On top of that, you never know who making your sandwiches. Okay? Follow me. Right across the street from there, you got a store that sell bread, PB and jelly all on its own. You can make your own shit. No matter how good this seem over here with these motherfuckers that's making these PB&Js for you, they ain't cleanly. So the possibility of some shit that you didn't ask for on your sandwich is 100% possibly to be there. Gotta be cleanly when you're working with things that that important, when we're considering things that you ingest, like fluid. Food, things of this nature. These are things you don't want a room full of damn goddamn sawdust floating around where they making your food at. Anything like that. You get what I mean? So when you consider, I can easily just go to the store and buy the same ingredients, if not more cleanly, 
and go and make the shit my damn self, who would I be to come over here while you in that store shopping and get your own shit, nudge you, and make you feel guilty for not going to that damn shop across the street that is dirty as hell, ain't got they shit together, trying to force feed you the shit when you're over there. It, it don't make sense. Why, why go out your way to go buy something that you can easily make and do on your own? When you consider this, America was already giving out independent funding for particular states that were actually going through what they considered to be the crisis and wanted to have testing in their states. Okay? When the hell did Nomi Group get involved with that? Because that sounds like some federal shit to me. That only should be getting dealt with by federal motherfuckers. You shouldn't have to deal with a private company to get COVID-19 kits. If it's indeed a national crisis. The only people that should be dealing with it should be high-end organizations, right? Ran by people that you know of and have recalled, right? Why the hell suddenly we getting funded over here in Iowa by a company that genuinely has been confirmed in the past to not have its shit right? And not only that, the one of the most famous motherfuckers, apparently in quotation famous, individuals that's from our area, nudges our governor on the shoulder and tells her, hey, you need to go and try that. Who the hell, who, where did you come from? And why the fuck did you mention them, of all people? The one private organization that we have been confirming has not had their shit together. Okay, we gonna keep it moving. Because I ain't eating them PB&Js, bruh. In other words, I'd rather make my own damn fucking PB&J. They don't need to be giving you shit to reverse a virus if they themselves ain't even got the area in which they create the damn medicine and medications at clean. That don't even make sense. It's backwards. You there's there's no reason why you should be given an okay by somebody from Mountain Star Healthcare. That that I could give a fuck less. Okay? Alright. On April 21st, the governor of Iowa, Kim Reynolds, launched Test Iowa. She had learned about Test Utah from Kutcher, an Iowa native. This will make available 540,000 COVID tests to increase the state's testing capacity by up to 3,000 additional tests per day. Reynolds said the state's no-bid contracts paid the three companies a total of $26 million for a year of tech services and six months of testing. Okay, where the fuck... Goodness, God, please follow. Newman appearing on a video told the governor that what was successful for Utah was mobilizing the private sector and the supply chain behind it from non-obvious sources. Utah was the test bed for the new model, he said. We're inc incredibly excited to bring this across the nation. All right, I'm going to repeat one more goddamn time. Newman, appearing on video, told Governor Kim Reynolds that what was successful for Utah was mobilizing the private sector and the supply chain behind it from non-obvious sources. Why? 
why have why do you have to to make something hidden that was intended to nationally be used for testing unless it's a prototype hence why he said Utah was the test bed for the new model so maybe that's why they call it test Utah in the first fucking place because originally intending that when we talk about the test there was really actually no test it was an experiment do you not do you hear what the fuck is being said Utah was the test bed for the new model. Why is the new model being made for a vaccine that they claim they've already been creating? What is the prototype for? And on top of that, what other states that actually have said to be getting COVID-19 test kits, what are their tests? Are those new models too? It's a good question, man. Because if... Considering a majority of test kits when this first struck came from China, as most all vaccines that have ever been uh, produced in a mass margin and delivered internationally came from China. All of them, all the way back to the H1N1, swine flu, all that, all those major vaccines that we ended up getting over here came from China. So I want you to realize this. China's already been putting together, quote unquote, by their own words and recommendation, their own damn test and their own vaccines. And have said they're willing to get a shit out, which in truth, I'm not going to take it. Personally, I'm not going to take it. I don't care how anybody feel about that due to this type of information right here. If you have a monstrosity of a distributor of vaccines we're talking one country that delivers to every other country over 90% of the time every vaccine that you've ever seen has come from one fucking place when you look at that and realize if we have private companies in our country replicating a test that we are already being given in other states why would i have to make a new model if i already have an old format to make the vaccine i just got from china for instance why would i need to make a new model of anything why would i have to make any test with this new model It's, it's, it's strange. It's strange. At the same time, the three companies were also signing no bid agreements with the state of Nebraska. Like Iowa, Nebraska paid $26 million for a year of assessment and tracking and for 540,000 co-diagnostics tests. In each of the three states, the companies knack for branding, their carefully orchestrated Social media campaigns and their close coordination with the governor's offices quickly helped them become the public face of COVID-19 testing. But the group was also dogged by persistent questions about the quality of their efforts. Okay. In Iowa, according to internal emails obtained by the New Yorker, 
Michael Pentola, the director of Iowa State Hygienic Laboratories, said that his lab was having trouble validating the co-diagnostics test, a procedure meant to ensure that the tests are accurate. This testing is very labor-intensive, he wrote in an April 27th email, and therefore there is more potential for error. The next day, Pentella said that he was very concerned in part because the company is not supporting this as they should. In a separate email that same day, a two, on Tuesday, he warned if this test validation is not completed by Thursday, it could turn into a nightmare. Why do you think we redlined right now? Why do you think we're one of the only states still getting redlined right now? The, the proof is right there in your face. Like, the proof is, shit, fuck if it's in the pudding, shit is on you. The pudding spilled on you. Shit, it, you, you don't even need to, to find the truth now. You ain't got to look for the pudding. The pudding found you. Talking about it could turn into a nightmare if the test validation is not complete. Of course. Because then you can say anybody got the shit. You can go in a hospital, die from getting hit by a car wreck, and then you, you dying in your medical damn shit saying you died from COVID. This is real talk right here. This is directly saying that. There's no other reason why as an individual... If you run an organization making these tests while you're not validating that the tests you're giving out are accurate. Why are you not doing that? If you're going to give out the damn test, make sure they're accurate. Unless the test itself is so damn new in its creation that you can't see if it's accurate or not until you give it to a motherfucker. Goodness Lord. God, man. It's too, it's too clear. It's, it's laid out in print. And it's wild how it is. An official with the governor's office responding to Pentella's concerns laid out a plan to divert the test Iowa specimens to another lab for processing and eventually to Utah for testing. According to Nomi, the plan was never enacted and the samples remained at the Iowa State Hygienic Laboratory right now. So basically... Even when your main man tried to do the best he could, Michael Pentella tried to literally, he was like, dang, man, I could tell that the test they giving out, they may not be accurate. OK, like we need to have an actual accurate assessment when we're giving these tests out. He literally let. The Iowa State Hygienic Laboratory know. They said we'll take some test Iowa specimens to another lab for processing and eventually to Utah for testing. Okay, so they was going, they was basically going to double check where they felt Nomi didn't check. And the thing is, that never happened. According to Nomi, the plan was never enacted and the samples remained at the Iowa State Hygienic Laboratory. How, who stopped that?
asking for a friend. Who stopped that, G? Who stopped that? Who who stopped that when it was already with all analysis, it was shown that they're not being accurate with their test assessments by an individual who is more than understanding of the situation at hand. And is in more of the and is more than qualified from his position to make such a goddamn analysis upon the Nomi Health Organization. And you're gonna tell me that literally the damn samples never left the Iowa State Hygienic Lab? Bruh, what is going on? What was real shit? What's going on, man? In Utah, however, there were also problems. For weeks, several members of Utah's coronavirus testing task force have been worried that test Utah's test might be returning negative results for people sick with COVID-19. The biggest thing was early on, they were getting levels of positivity that they were significantly lower. So why when they found when they was given a test out originally and a lot of them damn tests were proven to be um, people who were showing up negative for having it. Why, after they get a majority of those, they got the nerve to turn around and be like, there must be something wrong with the test kit because we should have more. You see how stupid that fucking sound, man? <laughs> you see how stupid it sounds? Really look at it for what it... That's like me giving you some shit. It's <laughs> like me for real giving you something. And then me being reluctant upon giving it to you. And you utilize what I gave to you better than I did when I had it. And I have the nerve to want to take it back. That's basically the same shit. How will you literally give the test to a person... They prove to be negative for what you're testing them for. You start giving other people the same test, they showing up negative. So you turn around and look at your team and the machine you're using to make tests. Say, man, they really ain't getting sick. Change the shit and start getting more positive tests upon changing certain processes. What is you doing? What is going on, G? Like, let's be a hundred. Like, what's going on here? That don't make sense. That's like knowing you, you're succeeding. And then you literally see your success is too good. So you like, well, there's too many people surviving. So somebody got to get sick. Because then it ain't going to look like COVID exists. Think. Think. Think, maybe test Utah, maybe know me, maybe test Iowa, maybe they're literally here to push the agenda, to do test. Have you thought about it? Hence why know me was already considered to be the, the new face of COVID-19 testing. Come on, kid. What's up? Think about it. That's wild. Excuse my my passion, but it's it's unavoidable, really. Anybody who give a damn about themselves 
if not the people that they know they care about in this life, you're going to have to realize something, pimp. You being directly lied to. And not only that, if you in Iowa or Utah right now especially, you are part of a fucking experiment. I'm promising that. Because if you weren't, why is there already so many damn people making analysis on the company that's providing us the kits? And they've been proven to not be well equipped to do so. They ain't even got the damn hygiene in their labs to do this. According to people making professional analysis. The Omaha World Herald reported that Test Nebraska's positivity for the test, like for catching it, was at 3.4%. Meanwhile, other labs in the state were seeing positive results at a rate of nearly 18%. Man, look. This is this is something strange here. Because they're basically trying to force feed you this. In the face of that which will deliver the cure, aka the vaccine, ain't even literally qualified to be the face of that. Due to the factor of the practices that they claim to do and not being professional to say the least but you're the face just because you're giving out tests and you're one of the main organizations that do so so you would consider if that's the case obviously organizations or private companies uh, regardless who they be would be more than willing to provide you funding and support if they themselves were in with you. Hence why when I say that, I can't help but look at Ashton Kutcher in that way. Because why are you recommending us use a fraudulent private organization for the main source of COVID-19 testing equipment? Why? Why would you not point us to an actual government official? If you was going to give us the test, at least give the vaccine from someone who actually make it. That we know of. It ain't just some stranger. Out of this out of the blue company. That upon arrival is grossing millions upon millions of dollars. Test Utah, test Nebraska, test Iowa. It's bruh. I'll let it be said, none said, it's an experiment. I ain't gonna play, I ain't gonna lie. And I feel like depending on how this roll out here, the next states, you know, that surround us that are not implementing this process will be. 
and those that don't, I feel like it's going to be a real big ass problem. I feel there already is some some uh, shoulders rubbing together in the background for this. People already more than likely are seeking funding from Nomi and don't even understand that they genuinely are making a new model of a test that we've already been getting since day one. So when you telling me that we getting a new model of the same COVID-19 test that we was originally taking. So if that's the case, does that mean that everyone had already took a COVID-19 test before then? However they did it, however they went about it, does that mean they need to go and get this new model as well? Tested? Do they need to get tested by this new model as well? Because what changes in the accuracy? What what would have changed? Nothing. If it was a legitimate test, nothing should have should have changed. As far as defining the accuracy of the negative and the positive response of if they got the COVID or not. If you come out with a new test and they saying since they've come out with this new model, they've been having more positive tests and they call that a success. What is going on, man? Listen, I got one more part of this video. I'm going to start right after this. Just really look at full-fledged, real quick, why any private company has to be the main distributor of Iowa COVID tests and equipment and everything else. Why? And why would they particularly be making a new model of a COVID-19 test? When they were proven to be inaccurate with their first aforementioned test they were given. Because they're saying everyone had it. When before that, there was a high amount of those who were proven to be negative. So why, after getting all them negative tests, would you turn around and make a new model that proves a lot more people have it somehow? That don't really sound like it's proving anything. It sounds like it's saying that people have it who don't. I see y'all in part three. Till then, man, y'all. Just keep up. Because it seems there's a lot more they got in store for us. And I'm going to break down Nomi Group, Test Nebraska, Test Utah, and Test Iowa a bit more in the second installment of this here video. So, like I said before, I went on this one. If you have not seen the first podcast of Test Iowa and Ashton Kutcher, I highly, highly advocate you check that out. Um, it will not only be further enlightening for you, it will also confirm a lot of what you're hearing here, as well as 
connecting the dots for you. All right. So take it in context and take it in stride. I'll see you here in a moment.